The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. We're going to try again. Good morning, and welcome to Let's Talk All the Things. I'm Shannon Penrod, and I'm here with my good friend, Rachel Bird. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here finally with you. We've talked about doing this for a long time, yes. and I'm thrilled Matic, to be here. Now, a couple of things that we want to tell on ourselves for. Don't you love the new set? It's amazing. Traven's been building and building and building. It's all green screen, you guys. The bookshelves are real, but it's all green screen, and I'm sort of loving that, and there's no way to, like, reveal that to you right now, but it's all green screen. Um, so it's super fun, and it took us forever to realize that we're sort of, like, in an office overlooking some sort of sports field. A ballpark. Because uh, so, we're going to hit it out of the field. That's right. That's, yes. We're in a skybox. This is what Traven has yes, said. We're in a skybox. Box which seems appropriate because I'm not at all about sports. Are you about sports? I like sports. I do. Okay. All right. I'm not. Um, but we're overlooking it. We're I love a sports more... game. I don't watch it normally on TV, okay. but I do follow a few teams, but I love going to games live. Really? Uh, you know, I, I don't know this about I love you. it. Really? Oh, yeah. You have to kick and scream and drag me oh. there. A foot-long hot dog, a good drink, a little nacho, you know. Okay. Some people go for the sports. I go for the food. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but I do like to follow the games. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, when I was a kid, my dad loved everything, every sport. And so, you know, you could set your clock by, is it baseball season? Is it basketball season? Is it football season? Right. And, and I loved my dad, but it was like you lost him to that. Right. So it's not my favorite. Right. Um, but anyway, you know, and, and I, it was one of my criteria that I could not be with a man who watched sports all weekend <laughs> long. And so thankfully, I am not with a man that does that. But anyway... I'm uh, not either. Well, there we go. <laughs> so, and there it is. So, uh, anyway, we're excited, and we're going to talk all the things, all the like things. we just sort of did. Yes. But I, I have to first start and say, also telling on us that we filmed this last night, so this is pre-recorded. But I am watching live with you on Thursday morning, so you can be writing in, and I will be there to uh, take any questions that you have and. And I will ferry questions for Rachel when she can be there. I don't know if you have the opportunity. You probably don't have the opportunity to watch live. But, um, but I will be watching live. So it's the same as always. You can be writing in on Facebook and on YouTube and on Twitter and all the places, all the things, right? All, all the, the social things. media yes. things. You can be writing in on all those places. And, of course, we'll podcast later on today uh, for you to be watching it. Wherever you get your podcasts, please feel free to download so uh, we're and and we're gonna get to that. That just, <laughs> that just came up. That's just a reminder of our why. That's exactly Thank right. You. Uh, so I just wanted to say though that we hope that you guys will participate. And there, there, Traven is showing you the different places that you can be writing in live, the different places that you can be watching the show. So Rachel, let's take just a second to talk about why is this called? Let's talk 
all the things. Well, when Shannon asked me about doing a show, about just, she said, maybe once a month we'll do something. I'm a behind-the-camera person. I'm not an in-front-of-the-camera person. And I said, sure, that would be fun, hoping that she'd forget about it. <laughs> Look at where I'm sitting. That didn't happen. That's right. Um, and she said, what do you want to think? What should we talk about? And I said, I always say all the things. And I said, I think it should just be all the things. I don't want to pigeonhole us and just to talk about one thing or one. I just want to talk about everything. It could be about autism. It could be about entertainment. It could be sports, food, uh, crafts, anything. Um, if you guys have suggest- suggestions of what you want to talk about or we want to hear from us, if, if we say something, you say, we, we need more of that. Um, so we could talk about all the things. And I'm just going to, you know, talk about some of the things about Rachel because I I just adore her so much. But I've been telling you guys all week long, she is like Martha Stewart in a different dress. Mm-hmm. Except that I think that that's a little bit mean to you because, and I listen, I'm somebody who loves my Martha Stewart, but I think you do more things than Martha Stewart. Like, if you need something... Like there were my my son was going to a party and I was like oh Rachel he's going to this buffet thing and he has to do something that's from our culture or our ethnic background he needs a Scottish thing I knew if I called her she would and what did you tell me Scotch eggs gluten free dairy free Scotch eggs and so I sent him that and he googled it and then he was busy making Scotch eggs and I think he's made them two two more times did he like them that much loved yay them. Kobe loves them my son Kobe. Loves them. Absolutely. And so, but it's that, with all things, there was, I remember one time he was going on a field trip and I was like, I I don't know what to pack him because it's got to be able to, you have to throw it away at the end. It can't be kept, you know, can't have an ice pack because of where they were going. And and I was like, Rachel, what do I put in the, whatever it is. Or if you say, oh, I I need a t-shirt or I need a gift to give somebody. And Rachel's like, I've got you. Wait, I have a funny story about that. Okay. I have a friend, Jen. And she, um, there are things that I've helped her learn in the kitchen. And one day she's like, I have a papaya. How would you even cut a papaya? We were FaceTiming, so I opened my refrigerator and I said, here, I'll show you. And she goes, how do you just have a random papaya in your refrigerator? And I said, well, because we eat papaya. She's like, but how did you have a random papaya? So I, I call it random. She calls it Martha Stewart. So, <laughs> but, but no, but you can also craft like nobody's business. You're always working on some craft. And, and I could say to you, okay, what are you working on right now? And there's always something that you're working on. You always have some project that's going on, and you know more things about more things, and she makes it fun. You know, we all have a friend who knows a great deal, but it's punitive when you call them and ask them for something. You call Rachel, and you get excited. And you're like, oh, you know what you could do is this, that, or the other. And so that's really uh, delightful. And so when you said all the things, well, we should talk about all the things. And then you said we could call it all the things. And I don't think I got it the first no, you time didn't. you said it. I was like, huh, I don't get that. You said, let's think of some other titles. And I was like, okay, all the things. <laughs> and, and then I started thinking, well, because, you know, sometimes we'll find ourselves talking about this and sometimes we'll find ourselves talking about that. And then I said, oh, you know what you say all the time? We should call it all the things. And you were like, yes. <laughs> I may have already brought that up three or four times when I wasn't getting it because that's how things work. So anyway, so I'm excited about that because it. one of the things that I feel strongly about is that so much of the time when your child is diagnosed with autism, it becomes your everything. Mm-hmm. I said this to Dr. Grampuche the other day. I said, do you have the problem that when I'm typing 
and I go to write the word audio or anything that starts with AU, I automatically type autism mm -hmm. because it's where my head is. It's where my heart is a lot of the time. And yet that is not all there is to any of us, yep. especially our children. Right. But not to us that are, that are I, I, you know, you guys, I identify as a pony. Right. Uh, the, a parent of a neurodiverse individual. But however you ident identify yourself, it isn't all there is to us. And I think it's healthy for us to start talking about other things in conjunction mm -hmm. with autism, but other things that people, now when I talk about something, like when we do the Let's Talk movies with Moira show and, and somebody said to me, what does that have to do with autism? I said, well, you'd be surprised. You would. So often we're covering topics because, that, you know, more and more the entertainment industry is reflecting the fact that a big percentage of the population is neurodiverse. Right. Hello. Right. Um, but also, sometimes we just need to talk about a movie and it, and it doesn't have to do with autism. Right. It's true. It's true. And so much of our life is wrapped up in uh, everything to do with the autism and things on the spectrum and all, all different things like that. And sometimes uh, it's nice to just be able to have a conversation. It always comes back and it weaves through our lives. Absolutely. But it is part of our lives, just like Cooking is part of our lives, yes. and a sporting event is part of our lives, and movie is a part of our lives. All of this is a part of li our life. All of the things come together and bring us to this one spot. So just because we're not constantly talking about autism doesn't mean it's constantly not in our life. And just because I'm not constantly talking about cooking or crafting or making or yeah. the industry or whatever it is doesn't mean those things aren't always in our life. So it is thread. It's like yeah. it's just like a fabric. All the colors are thread together, and autism is always there. It's yep. just not always in the forefront. Take us to church, Rachel. Yes. <laughs> um, so great. So that is why it is, in fact, all of the things. Mm -hmm. um, but then I wanted, I, you know, I kind of want them to meet you, and we might have new viewers. So I'll say a little bit about myself. But I would love it if you would t tell them what you would like to tell them right now, and more will be revealed as sure. they get to know you. So for me, my name is Rachel Bird. I have a son who is 20 who is on the autism spectrum. One thing about me is uh, I am a big Disney person, and most people won't recognize me right now because I don't have many ears on because this is pretty much how I live my life. All different colors. I have a lot when people come and they see my collection. So for the remainder of the show, I'm going to wear some ears because this is who I am. So now, guys, hi, I'm Rachel. You guys know who I am. Um, but uh, I am a parent of uh, an actor on the spectrum. Uh, Kobe is my only child. I'm an only child of an only child with an only child, which is so interesting. Yeah. My, because I'm an only child, my friends like Shannon and other people in our life are my family. A lot of my, my friends are like my siblings, um, because it is so important and we have had to create a community. When Kobe was diagnosed at four and a half, uh, I didn't have a community for years. I did pull him out of school uh, and I had to homeschool him for a little while. Uh, and then we got him into an online computer program where he did eventually graduate. But until Kobe was about 12 years old, I didn't have an autism community. Mm. I, people say, well, didn't you do this and didn't you do that? I didn't have that background. Um, I, it was just getting through day to day with him and really... Um, what we could do to kind of keep him in a good space and get language and OT and therapy and, uh, you know, everything that we could do for him to just get through sometimes minute by minute, sometimes day by day, um, sometimes hour by hour. And we all have had those moments. Um, so that's a part of me. That's a huge part of me. So I, I do have a son on the spectrum. Um, Kobe also is an actor, like I mentioned, and uh, he actually just was a series regular on 
season three of Lock and Key on Netflix. So if you have a chance to watch that, uh, I'm very proud of the work that he did. As Bes- you should be. <laughs> Besides that, I also, um, I, I am a professional. I do, um, I'm, I, I craft, but I call it myself a maker because crafting for me, I like to make things. I don't know what it is. I go, oh, uh, someone needs, uh, has a newborn and they love football. I'm going to go and I'm going to learn how to crochet a beanie that looks like a football. So I like to find everything that I've done is all self-taught. I I go on um, the internet and I find books and I mean, I love... I mean, how many of us have a Pinterest board that have 750 things? I haven't been on Pinterest in forever, but I have a board on Pinterest that I have, I could project to the rest of my days. I have so many things on there. Um, I also have a lot of family in Hawaii. That's a huge passion for Kobe and I is being in Hawaii. Um, And I have a dog, Sally, whose birthday is tomorrow um, or today. Yeah. Today. Um, So Sally is seven years old and she's... My son and our, um, she's just the best little pups in the world. Um, and that's a little bit about me. I, at Disney, we go to Disney a lot. Um, a lot of our vacations are Disneyland. A lot of our, our life is Disneyland. Oh, and I like to cook. Yeah. Gluten-free and dairy-free. And you're a very good cook. And people can follow you. Yes, at Small Kitchen Big Flavor. Um, it is on Instagram, so it's at Small Kitchen Big Flavor. There are small underscore, don't do that. I'm not underscored. I'm not hashtag anything i'm just small kitchen big flavor love it and you'll see all kinds and we're going to share something a little little bit later about that and and if you watch the show at all any of the shows on the autism network you probably are sick and tired of hearing me but i'm a pony i'm a proud pony my son was diagnosed with autism at the age of two and a half and he's now in college and that's an amazing thing brilliant i don't know how we got here it's like pinch me it's so good but i met people along the way and, uh, and it's funny because I'm not somebody, I'm capable of being outgoing. I am, like it's a little switch I can flick and I can, I can do that. But I am a very social phobic introvert at heart. Uh, and I'm painfully shy to the point where my mother was worried for, for me um, and put me in theater classes because... Everybody at school, I, I didn't want to talk at school because I was so shy and I would never say anything to anybody. Um, so, you know, I don't make friends that easily in, in my life. Which is so funny because I'm sure everybody in your life goes, yes, you're not shy. You make all the friends. But people say the same thing about me and it's... yeah. And especially, you know, I mean, there are people who will come up to me and they'll be like, okay, now we're going to be best friends. And to me, that, that's like, <gasps> like, what are you going to want from right. me? And right. I don't, I'm not, a, I have no time. I'm not available. Right. I don't know you. Yeah. You know, I, I literally start to panic. So I don't, it takes me a while to make friends, but there are some exceptions in my life. So I thought we should just talk a little bit about uh, how we met. Yes. Do you want to tell your side of it? Sure. <laughs> So I actually met Shannon for the very first time. Kobe came on Autism Live when he was with uh, a theater program with other uh, kiddos on the spectrum, other other individuals on the spectrum, and they were doing uh, a show. And so Kobe came on, and I met Shannon quickly there. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Oh, I have a son that's a lot like your son. Uh, we have some things in common. And then we happened to be at Autism Rocks at Universal, and my son was going to be performing, and I noticed that, you know, I had seen Shannon, and I was like, oh, she has her son. I'll meet her son. And and he was, he's a little, I think he's a year younger than my son. Mm-hmm. And um, I noticed that 
Kobe was sitting with some other people um, that he was there to perform with. And um, I noticed Jem was just kind of standing there. I just kind of quickly met him. And I said, hey, Jem, would you like to sit over with Kobe? And he was kind of like, he just wasn't sure. Because, of course, you know, at that age, it's really hard. And, um, and Kobe was like, yeah, come sit with me. So I put a chair there. And I said to Kobe, make sure that Jem feels comfortable. So I came over to you and I said, hey, I just want to let you know, I brought a chair and made sure that, that Kobe would sit there. And Shannon looked at me and she said, and who do I write the check out to? <laughs> Which just made me laugh, and I was like, oh, because we all want to be included. Yeah. Bottom line. If we're shy, if we're not shy, if we're on the spectrum, if we're not on the spectrum, neurodiverse, neuro, not diverse, all of the things. Um, We just want to be included and accepted. Um, Sometimes it's those things like even if you're going to a party or, you know, people are having a party and you can't go, and you just want the invitation. Something small like that, knowing that someone's going to put a chair there for you and say, you have a seat at the table. Yeah. Literally, it, they were sitting at a table. Um, and so that's how Kobe and Jem met. And we kind of, you were like, okay. And then during the show, this was in early May or mid-May, which my son's birthday is May 18th. Um, I said, hey, Jem, Kobe's having a birthday party at a, at a miniature golf course. And birthdays are hard for kids on the spectrum, um, especially in, in, in these ages. Kobe was never invited to any birthday parties. Actually, I should say he was invited to one, which was very difficult. Um, and so every year for his birthday, I wanted to do something what he wanted to do. I wanted it to be inclusive. I wanted to make sure there was gluten-free and dairy-free food for him. Um, and so we did a miniature golf thing because I thought that's something every can, everybody can do. We had pizza and a cake and we had everything. And I had said to Shannon, you know, Jem and Jem, we're having a party. Would you like to come? And I was like, oh, sure, yeah, I'll come. <laughs> you know, that, uh, oh, yeah. see you there. <laughs> yeah. And um, And then I reached... I don't know what it was. Well, first of all, my side of it was I had to come to Autism Rocks to work. Right. And Jem was still at an age where we weren't leaving him home alone by himself. Mm-hmm. And and I was still living far enough away that I didn't want to be over the hill and have him be alone. And I thought, well, maybe this will be good for him to go to. He wasn't thrilled about going with me. And, you know, because who wants to stand there while their mom is working? And I usually put him to work and have him help, but that's not fun for him either at that age. And here were all these other kids his age, and he was sort of standing there like, I'm stuck here with my mom. And and it made it hard for me because I needed to get my job done. There were so many times that I dragged him along with me. Judge me, but that's the truth. Well, we have to. Those I, are, that's what yeah. we had to do. But and, and I look back, and some of those experiences shaped who he was because... I, you know, when they uh, they asked me to come and cover a panel for the Special Olympics, and he got to meet world leaders. Didn't they even, at the, when we met at Autism Rocks, they put Jem in a t-shirt, and they he got total- up and did, like, the ending he song. He got up on he got up on stage and, and danced. danced to the ending song. Which was he, amazing. Yeah. It was, like, because you, partially because you were so inclusive, and then, and the kids just were like, oh, he's one of us now. And he had a great time. So when you said the birthday party, and I was like, uh-huh. Um, cause I don't know you and, but I love you because you did this for my son. But I think it was that he said, so are we going to that birthday party? And then I had to go on Facebook and, and hunt you down and go, so when is it? And I thought, oh, she's going to think I'm a, <laughs> a nut job for like, yes, you invited us and now yeah. we're coming. And we had to come over the hill yeah. to come down to go to the thing. And I was so, I was having all the same social anxiety 
Uh, I didn't want to like meet the other families. Right. I, I, like, but I, it was a lot of kids that were there with us at Autism yes, Rocks, yes. which was really good. There were more kids. There were new kids. There was family. Yeah. One of my favorite moments from that party, though, was I had said to Jem, and I didn't know anything about, you know, no. I knew nothing about Shannon or Jem except that she um, hosted Autism Live, and that was pretty much all I knew. And I remember when we were cutting the cake, I said, hey, Jem, would you like a piece of cake? And he said, oh, no, I can't have any. And I said, oh, how come? And he said, well, I, I, don't, I'm allergic, I don't eat gluten and dairy. And I said, well, this is a gluten-free and dairy-free cake. And he was like, I, and then he said, well, well, I also can't have nuts. And I said, well, it's nut-free too, but hold on, let me call the bakery and make sure. And his face was like, And I said, oh, and there's pizza that's gluten-free and dairy-free, too. And he was like, what? I said, oh, yeah, all the food is gluten-free and dairy-free. And he kind of had this moment, and he was like, mom? And uh, he came running up to me, and he was like, mom, she says the cake is gluten-free. And I was like, oh, honey, it's not. She's mistaken. And it was a beautiful, it was like a pretty cake. It was actually the cake that we drove two and a half hours to go pick up at a bakery way far away because I didn't know how to cook gluten-free, dairy-free cakes at that time. And it was gorgeous. It looked like a golf course. Oh, it was beautiful. And it was pretty big. So it's usually a gluten-free cake that you get somewhere. It's like this big and not pretty. And a million dollars, too. Thank you very much. Um, but, and, and and I said, oh, no. And then I came over and, and you were like on with the bakery and you said, yep, no, and it's, I said, well, we can't have almonds either. And you were like, nope, I just got clarification. And I think I think I might have hugged you. I think you probably I, did. I think, I think Jem hugged me. I think he did too. And he talked about it for days. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I can't. And anybody he would meet, he was like, I had birthday cake. Yeah. Because I don't think he'd ever been to a party where he had birthday cake right. before. Because none of our kids, but neither it, of like, us. Who yeah. would have ever done that for anybody? Um, so it was a very, very big deal for him. And it was a big deal for me. And that started us off being people who you know how when you go someplace and you you're you're like oh i don't know anybody here i'm looking i should know yeah. people here it's supposed to be my tribe and then you see somebody across the way and you go oh it's ding, ding, ding. And right you go and look at the picture of them look how cute they are they're so so that was that, that was night that night at look Autism how little Rocks. they are look at they're just they're babies. tiny little baby faces but um but they were having a good time mm-hmm. at Universal City Walk. I think Kobe knew that he was gluten-free because what I remember was they were sitting at the Hard Rock Cafe and Kobe was eating something and, and asked Jem, do you want to order something? And Jem said, oh, I'm not going to be able to. And Kobe was like, I, I have a oh, gluten-free yeah. bun. And Jem was like, you have a gluten-free <laughs> bun? Who are you? Uh, but we never would have expected that at the birthday party. And then I think there's also a picture of them at the birthday party, too, isn't there? I think so. There it is. There it is. Oh, look They're at them. Just super sweet. So that was just a few weeks later. It's funny yeah. because they look like, I, Kobe must have had a haircut, but they look so much look older. older. Yeah. But that was just a few weeks later. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. So super fun. So that's how we met mm-hmm. initially. And then you and I have just gotten better and better friends as we keep finding more things like that we are sisters from another yes, mother yes and um and all of those things but we certainly bonded over the gluten-free casein-free yes. thing and she is it's so funny because you, I, you are just so amazing with the gluten-free casein-free thing but i was saying recently that you sometime you and i need to go to trader joe's together yes and shop because we buy totally different things right Right. Same store, same end goal to get gluten-free, casein-free things. But we, over the years, have found different things that our kids really love and And Shannon knows this because we were in quarantine because of COVID. And we were 
uh, I needed someone to shop for me. So she said, I'm going to Trader Joe's. Send me your list. I was like, no, 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 no. So, <laughs> so I sent her a list and I send pictures. She was like, I don't know what any of these things are. I, I was like, what are you I, and I was like, about? but they're all gluten. She's like, but that's not gluten free, dairy free. And I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, that one is too. That one is too. And she was like, I don't, we, it's just so funny how we don't buy the same thing. Oh, no. And it's not like the boys eat different thing or they're not boys anymore. The young men. Yes. Um, don't eat different things, but, um, it was just such a funny, I think they do eat different things because, and I always say Jem is very epicurious. He wants to eat different things, but we didn't, he had never had those instant uh, pho yeah. uh, bowls oh, yeah. until you told me about that. Oh, and, and that's a staple in his obsessed. diet now. Yeah. Um, totally loves that. And I was just at Costco the other day and had to reach around somebody to get it. And I love whenever I, I get some. I have that face that people go, oh, is that good? <laughs> always, always. Jim always marvels. He's like, how are you always doing a yeah. demo? And, the, and, I, and I went, oh, it's oh, so honey, good. get two. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> and she was like, well, there's like 10 in the package. Yeah. I said, I know, but they run out of them. Right. You should get two. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, now, uh, Jem is all about those chicken tacos oh, at Trader Joe's. They're so that, good. Uh, he did, the thing with gluten-free dairy-free food that's so hard, you talked about Bert, he, that Jem had, had never had birthday cake. What happened with Kobe is anytime we'd go to, when I said he wasn't invited to birthday parties, he was invited to one in kindergarten and then none the rest of his school time. We went to family birthday parties or family events yeah. or a cousin's birthday party and, you know, things like that. Kobe would be over. I'll never forget a party where we were up in Kernville and it was a soccer party and all the kids were playing soccer and Kobe was sitting watching a swing swing. And, and everybody was like, well, how come Kobe's not over here playing soccer? And I was like, well, that's just not what he wants yeah. to do. That's okay. And what I had to do was I would call the person for even the family parties or get-togethers or holidays and I would say, what are you having? Yeah. You're having a turkey or you're having pizza and you're having chocolate cake. So I would then make exactly what we were having. Someone's okay. making pizza. At right. the time, I couldn't make my own pizza. They didn't have the stuff. I didn't know how. So I would get the, I think it was Udi's. I'm not sure. No, it wasn't Udi's. It was a different brand. It's like a little French bread pizza with like three pieces of pepperoni and some gluten or dairy-free cheese. Right. And I would make chocolate cupcakes and I would do this because I wanted him to have exactly what everybody yes. else was having. Um, because it just wasn't fair for him. I, I tried to do the same thing. And at school, it was the hardest thing. The hardest. Because somebody would bring in a cake and there would be no notice. Yeah. And I would say, can you just... And we started leaving things in the freezer at school yeah. so that, that he would have something. So what I did for Kobe is I took a, a rubber or like a little Tupperware, Tupperware Rubbermaid container, one of the clear ones, mm-hmm. and I drew pictures all over it with Sharpies. Uh-huh. And I wrote Kobe's snack box on one side and Kobe's treat box on the other. And I kept things like fruit snacks and uh, granola bars that were gluten-free, dairy-free, and all the little things that he yeah. could have that he loved. So if there was a birthday party or something exactly. did happen, they could. His, he had a one-on-one aide. His aide could go to the box and say, you know, even Skittles. I mean, not everybody eats candy, but Skittles was something that he loved, so the Skittles were in there. And if I found something that he liked, I'd replenish the box right. with that, something that was kind of treaty to him. Um, he loved raisins at one point. He thought they were candy, so I had raisins in there. And so he would get to pick two things out of the box when everybody had cupcakes or birthday cakes or stuff like that. And and they kept it in the the teacher kept it in the classroom yeah. in the closet. And there were that's a great thing. I don't know if they're allowed to do that now, but um, I don't know. But I will tell you because we had because we did something similar. But we had one. I don't know whether it was the teacher or one of the aides in the classroom that like would be hungry. 
and oh. eat from his snack box. So you have to keep an eye on whether it's full because there was one day where he came home and he was like, they had a treat and there was nothing for me. And I was like, and she was like, oh, it's all gone. And I went, uh, excuse me? Yeah, no. Um, but, you know, I didn't press it because I just, right. I, you know, I just kept a better eye right. on it right, right. and kept it stocked. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but anyway, it brings us to, because you are such a gluten-free, casein-free, maven, cook, fabulousness, you prepared a recipe for us today, and so uh, she did a video. Wait till you see, like, I died laughing last night when I looked at this because of, of, her, her refrigerator is amazing. It's like a clown car, and you pull things out of it, and it's never ending. Wait till you see what she pulls out of her so, Well, so what I, I started cooking... Because gluten-free, dairy-free food, because I wanted to make sure that there was stuff that Kobe could have that was the same. If he wanted a pizza, I learned how to make a pizza crust. If he learned how to, wanted a cake, I did that. I learned how to make really good cookies. I have, actually have a cookie that I'm known for. It's called a Toronto cookie. The recipe will go with me to my grave, but I will make them for you all the live long day. <laughs> and the only reason they're called Toronto cookies is because I came up with a recipe in Toronto. There we go. Um, but they're, it's a, Peanut butter, oatmeal, chocolate chip cookie that is divine. Maybe I'll make them one day. And, there we go. But uh, not share the recipe. We'll there see. We we'll see. Yeah. Maybe some lucky people will get samples. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I started making things because even like uh, Starbucks, they have their lemon cake. I figured out a recipe so it could be gluten-free, dairy-free. Um, and I use fresh lemons and fresh ingredients and try to use things like, you know, we make all of our, I make all of my own um, almond milk and cashew milk, and I use that in my cooking as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I, my um, Instagram is called Small Kitchen Big Flavor because I do have a very small kitchen. We live in an apartment. It is a tiny kitchen, um, and tiny kitchens big flavor sounded funny. So small kitchen, big flavor is what I, is what it's called because just because we have a small kitchen doesn't mean we can't have big flavor. And then what I also want to do is I want things to be simple, stuff that you could do that's really easy. So this quiche recipe is basically something, what I, what I, the video I put together was just me in my apartment in little kitchen making some quiche. And it's something that you can grab out of your icebox or refrigerator and you can chop the things up, put it together and bake it. And when you look at the end product, you might go, oh, a quiche, I can't do that. There's no measurements in this. There's no, it's throw what you want in. Now, do I have recipes like the Starbucks um, bread that takes a little bit more time. Yes. But I also like to do things like they have so many gluten-free, dairy-free things now in the grocery stores. I take a, a gluten-free cake mix and I just squeeze fresh lemon and rind a little bit of, you know, to put a little bit of the rind with a zester. That's all I add to it. And it kicks it up a notch. Yeah. If you have frosting, I add the same thing, the rind and the juice to that, mix that up and frost the cake. It's Kobe's favorite thing. And sometimes you can throw some fresh blueberries in there and you have a fresh blueberry lemon cake and, the, and people go, how did you, this, is, this isn't gluten-free, dairy-free. I like to have people that are like, I'm not going to eat that. It's, it's gluten-free, dairy-free. And then yeah. they eat it and they're like, oh, yeah. I would never know. That was my goal. And that's where Small Kitchen Big Flavor came from. What brand of cake mix is your favorite? So it really depends on the day, but okay. um, Betty Crocker has a really good, okay. they have a good gluten-free, dairy-free one. And I just try all of them actually. Yeah. And some of them, you know, I'm going to be honest, some of them, can be dense and dry. And those are the ones that I add the lemon and blueberries to. Okay. Um, those, if I can tell as I'm mixing it, sometimes it's a little thick, I will throw in strawberries. Um, sometimes I'll do strawberries and add a little jam at the top. Okay. You know, different things like that. Um, but I, I'll, next time I'll have some of my favorite brands. Okay. Bread. I love, the King, be... I love the King Arthur. Oh, okay. The See, King Arthur yellow cake, you have to order it like on okay. Amazon because you can't get it in the stores. Yeah. They have the chocolate one. And, we, and my son doesn't eat chocolate, but they're... Vanilla 
King Arthur. Is it so good? I, I make it all the time for people, and they go, oh, my gosh, this is a, this is a great cake. Right. So that's my favorite. But okay. I want to try squeezing the lemon into it. because Oh, I, I lemon juice with a little bit of the lemon rind is so good. Okay. It, you just zest the... You could zest a whole lemon, and you, it seems like a lot. It's not... It, because it's not lemon extract. It's yeah. fresh lemon. And I usually squeeze a whole lemon in it. Yeah. It's not ever too lemony. Yeah, but I oh. hope you're doing organic lemon. Yes. Okay, because you got to do the rind. Yes. But you started to say, I know you started to talk about bread for a second. Oh, bread. Canyon Bakehouse, amazing. Yeah. Love it so much. Um, they have a Hawaiian sweet bread. We found it on Prime Fresh one day. I hadn't found it in the stores before, which I have found it now, depending on where you shop. But it is so good. Kobe makes toast every single day. Sandwiches, everything. Especially sweet bread. He'd always go, oh, Mom, you're having that. Because I... Don't I should be, but I don't have to be gluten free, dairy free, yeah. and um, Kobe does, and so he would always say, oh, "Gosh, that Hawaiian sweet bread looks so good." The Hawaiian mm. rolls. So when I found that Canyon yeah. Bakehouse, every single day, I think it's in my video too because yes, it's so too. yeah. I think it's one of the many things that comes out of her refrigerator. Um, it's amazing. Your refrigerator is amazing. I had refrigerator envy when I was watching this. <laughs> and my, re- it's a tiny refrigerator, tiny refrigerator, big flavor. Because... It's like, it's, it's a, it, it's a clown car, yes. but we should let them watch the, the quiche re- recipe. So, uh, should we do that? Should sure. We throw it? Okay. Take a look at this. Hi friends, Rachel Bird here coming to you from Small Kitchen Big Flavor. This is my small kitchen, uh, but I put a lot of flavor out of this kitchen. I make up recipes, I come with I come up with different things. My son Kobe has been gluten-free and, and dairy-free for 15 years. So I try to find recipes that are just a normal everyday recipe and make them so good um, being gluten-free, dairy-free that you would have no idea. A lot of the things I make are vegan. What I'm making today is actually a quiche, so it is, it is not vegan, but it's gluten-free and dairy-free. And I'm going to start by showing you what we're going to make that quiche in. We're going to make it with a frozen, already made pie crust. These are super, super simple. Um, You can just, you don't have to pre-bake it. You keep it in your freezer for when you need it. Um, The great thing is this one is wholly gluten-free, dedicated bakehouse, gluten-free, dairy-free. I keep in my freezer. I find them at Whole Foods or Sprouts. Ralph's, Vaughn's, Pavilions, different stores like that. They usually have them in the freezer section, but it's a great thing to have on hand if you want to make a pie, if you want to make a pumpkin pie, an apple pie, a peach pie, a meat pie. I'm sensing a theme here, a little bit of pies. But today we're going to make a quiche, and I want this to be a super easy recipe. I want to do things that are in our ice box that we already have, either leftover food or stuff that's easy to prep. So we're gonna go through my ice box right now, see what I have in there to add to this quiche, and we'll go from there, okay? We'll see you on the other side. Okay, we are going to start um, and look through my refrigerator and see what I've got. Nothing on the top shelf for quiche, nothing here. Oh, but I do wanna tell you, Shannon is growing tomatoes, and she gave me these because I'm gonna make some fried green tomatoes. If you, are gluten-free, even if you aren't, and you like Hawaiian sweet bread, Canyon Bakehouse, their gluten-free Hawaiian sweet bread is like the only thing my son will eat now. It's amazing. So let's see, we're gonna need some eggs. So I have some organic eggs. Let's see what else. Oh, tomatoes, we wanna put tomatoes. That'd be good in the quiche. Um, These, oops, upside down, because really, some tomatoes. Let's see the cheeses. I have some vegan Trader Joe's Parmesan cheese some shreds. Ooh, that would be good. Some organic um, andouille sausage. 
What else? Okay, do you guys have weird things in your icebox? I have a huge, I have to show you guys. I'm just keeping it real as I drop things. A huge piece of aloe. Does anybody else do that? It's that time of year. We're going to plant this in the ground, but we keep it cold so that uh, when there's sunburns, we can use that. Okay, we're going to get the other ingredients. We're going to get some green onions. That sounds good. Some cilantro. Ooh, some peppers. That sounds good. These are yummy. Uh, anything else in here? I don't think so. So let's start chopping up all our vegetables. All right. So now all of our vegetables have chopped. I've chopped some tomatoes. I've chopped some peppers, I've chopped some green onions, and I've chopped some of that andouille sausage. I wanted to show you a few things that I do. You saw that I had wee yogurt in my refrigerator, and the wee yogurts have these great little glass jars. I use them for measuring, for cooking. I also take my green onions um, that have roots, and I stick them in the bottom, and then I put them up on a shelf, um, and then they grow uh, more onions, the more I get, I stick in there. The other thing I do is any of the scraps that I have, things like tomatoes and onions and, I mean the skins, carrots, zucchinis, um, I take those vegetables and I actually put them in my freezer and I will then put them in a Ziploc and use them for stock. Anyways, here's the ingredients and here's our pie crust. So we're going to just start putting stuff in our pie crust, okay? We're going to I, I like to put it on a baking sheet. It just makes it a little easier for me. So we're gonna start putting all of those ingredients inside. There is no measurement. This is whatever you want it to be. And whatever colors you wanna do, whatever food you wanna do. Uh, at this point, I do not add any spices because we're gonna do that, like our salt and pepper. We're gonna do all of that when we add um, our eggs. So we're just gonna fill this a little bit more. One of the things that you do need is you do need to go ahead and turn your oven on. You're going to put your oven on at 375 and you're going to let that, I turn that on right before I cut all these vegetables. That way um, when we got to the baking part it's all nice and preheated. So there we are. Looks pretty good doesn't it? So now we're going to go and we're going to start working on the eggs. And we are back. Don't you just love TV magic that six eggs were magically cracked in this gorgeous cup slash bowl that Shannon made for me? Um, so what I like to do is I like to crack six eggs at the beginning. You can add eggs after that if you need more. But I like to take and add the salt. I like to add, I do a little bit of curry powder just because curry powder is so yummy. So I do add some of that in there. Uh, I like to crack some pepper, which I will do off camera because I have one hand. And I add the cheese in the egg mixture too, so everything is mixed together. Um, you can add cheese on the top if you'd like, but I do this and then, oh, I'm so messy, but keeping it real. Um, so this is what I do. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to um, whisk this all up and then we'll see you in the next step. Okay, so we are back. We have our eggs mixed with the cracked pepper, the cheese, the salt, the a little bit of curry and um, Parmesan and cheddar, whatever cheeses you want to add. Um, and then I'm just going to pour this over. Uh, I like to pour it all the way as much as I can. Try to get in. Sometimes the cheese um, adds a little extra volume. So I'm looking at this and I still see that there's space in my pie uh, crust. So I'm gonna actually take 
two more eggs and uh, without any of the cheeses or anything, and I'm gonna whisk those together and put those on top. All right, those eggs came to exactly what I needed them to be. Um, we go ahead and fill up that pie crust. And then I like to put some salt and pepper on the top. This is just pepper. I'm just gonna put some pepper on top here, just a little added spice. And I also like to add some green onions to this. It just kind of adds a little texture to the top. And we are going to put this quiche in the oven uh, for about 30 to 45 minutes. You're gonna check on if it, it's jiggly, it's not ready, but we're gonna put that in the oven. First, remember when you turn on your oven, if you have any uh, cookie sheets or pie tins or anything like that in your oven, because we know some of us keep them in there for storage, pull those out. I think some people on the East Coast store sweaters or pants. I've seen that before. Make sure all your stuff comes out of the oven. You're gonna bake this, like I said, at 350, uh, I'm sorry, 375 for about 30 to 45 minutes, uh, just when it's not jiggly. So we'll come on the other side and we'll see what happens. One of the reasons I like to do it on a cookie sheet is because sometimes you get a little leakage. That's the leakage right there. That'll just bake, it's not a problem. Um, but that is why I like to put it on a cookie sheet. We'll see you in about 45 minutes, but TV magic, it'll be two seconds. Here's our finished quiche. I'm gonna cut a piece of it and I'll be back. I'll do a little taste test and let you know how it is. Okay, here we are. That's the quiche. Doesn't that look great? Let's do a little taste test. Remember this is gluten-free, dairy-free. Mmm. That just tastes like home. That vegan cheese that I use, the um, Violife cheddar, and I think I use the Trader Joe's Parmesan. They melt perfectly. Um, the andouille sausage, it doesn't need to be cooked because it's already cooked, and you can just cut that up and put that in there. The tomatoes, the bell peppers, the green onions, the spices, just that little bit of curry. It's so, so good. I'm gonna go ahead and post this recipe um, on Small Kitchen Big Flavor on Instagram. Uh, there will be a picture and the full recipe will be on there. Thank you guys for joining me on my very first quiche recipe. I keep it real, even with stains on my shirt and a teeny tiny kitchen. And here it is, movie TV magic, uh, cooking magic, here is a quiche. And did you guys notice that there are some little candles in here because Today, which is also tomorrow, which is also yesterday. So we're filming this on Wednesday, but tomorrow is somebody's birthday. Mm -hmm. Shannon, did you notice that there's a hat behind you over there? Why, look at that. And Shannon, we're not going to light the candles. We just decided because if she blows out the quiche, then nobody but her can eat it. You know, it's, and so we're going to times. So of pretend candles. I lit, lit, lit. So happy birthday to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Shannon. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> there we go. So, happy birthday. Thank and you. And the reason we did the happy birthday with the quiche, Shannon has a story. Well, I, you know, I have been allergic to wheat most of my life. And so by the time I was 16 years old, I stopped eating certain things. Now, there were times in my life that I would try wheat again and whatever. But um, it is amazing to me in the world, and I'm saying this to all of you in case you have kids that are gluten-free or whatever, that even when Jem didn't have birthday cake, when I didn't know how to make a gluten-free birthday cake, we would make a cake out of watermelon and, and stack all these fruit. And you can look on my Facebook and see all these pictures of these amazing watermelon cakes and whatever. And we always lit candles and we always sang happy birthday because 
in my life, people think, well, because you can't eat cake, then we just won't sing happy birthday. And I get militant about it. I'm like, oh no. So the only reason why you're singing happy birthday is because you want a piece of cake. Right. And I always say to people, I have brought my own cake to work before and said, you know, I, you sing for everybody else. You're going to sing for yes. me. I'll bring my own cake um, to serve them. So I, I always say like, you have to tell people what you need, and I always say to people, no, I expect you to sing anyway, so thank you. So this you. is why our quiche today has candles, and thank we sang you. because we wanted to make sure that Shannon got a proper happy birthday. Because it's not, a, for me, it's not about the cake. It's not about, it's not even about blowing out the candles. It's about, you know, people yes, sing to you. Yes. So thank you. That's happy so birthday. That's so sweet. I yes, appreciate that. Of course. That's a, very, that's a lovely thing. <laughs> uh, and I like the dunce cap. There we go. <laughs> Look, uh, I've got ears. You've got a, a birthday hat. That's exactly right. I think mine needs to be a little. <laughs> yes, drawn, yes, drawn yes. Ears, so. Perfect. Um, but I, but I love this, and I, and I love that this. We're, we're starting to move into the time of year. I love when it's my birthday because it's a signal that everything starts to change to fall, mm. and and it's that time of year. You don't call it fall. What do you call I it? I call it Halloween because you get fall, you get Halloween. It's a little bit of everything. It's kind of September. So for me, Disney, Disneyland decorates and they started decor- their, their Halloween two Saturdays ago or two Fridays ago. So that's a go for me. So they go from September to November 1st and then they have about a week to take down those decorations and they decorate for Christmas. So Christmas starts usually November or the holiday season starts November 12th. Yeah. So that means I get to decorate November 12th. Yeah. So I follow Disneyland's rules. Um, <laughs> My house is not decorated yet, but I call it Halloween because sometimes I start out with, you know, the, the pumpkins and you've got the Halloween stuff and then you've got some foliage and all the oranges and all that, the browns and all that stuff. Well, then when um, fall comes around or when um, Thanksgiving comes around, I'm already decorated a little bit for the holidays because I'm a little bit of a fanatic, but I can pull down some of those skeletons and the the jack-o'-lanterns but the pumpkins can still stay out Mm -hmm. and some people don't decorate as early for the holidays as i do but then you've got following it's a little bit of everything yeah and i think it's important there are some of you who are probably like oh you know i'm busy my kid or my kids you know have autism and we have all these things and we're not decorating and i would just say to you that here's here's the thing holidays are a little bit harder for our kids because it's like we're, we're trying to get them used to certain things and they have all these sensory issues and then a holiday comes around and we throw out all the rules for it. The first time that Jem was old enough to like understand even the, the smallest amount about what Halloween was, he was nonverbal and it, and it was like this thing that was mm-hmm. attacking him from all different levels mm-hmm. and I worried how is he ever going to love Halloween and somebody pointed out to me, you only get a certain number of Halloweens where they're young enough that everybody is accepting. Now, we can well, have the whole conversation. Oh, yeah. Kobe was Kobe was six feet tall at 12 years old. Yeah. And so at 10, he was really tall. And it was this kid's too old to trick or treat. And he could barely say, if he, I don't even think at 10, he was saying um, trick or treat. And what would happen is about October 1st, I would start and I would have something for dinner. I'd say, trick or treat. What would you like? Trick or treat. And so we'd talk about that. Yeah. And then what would happen, the appropriateness of thank you, you put your bag out, thank you, and you get a candy and you walk yeah. away. There was one year, I think we did two houses yeah. because he just, it was too much. Yeah. But we would work on that. We would practice. Um, we can go into more about Halloween. But I want, what I wanted to say is I think it's important that 
what I discovered, and you can say for you, but what I discovered is the more we decorated, the more he was prepped for, mm. oh, that thing is right, coming right, again. Right. It's that thing. It's the thing where we're going to put on costumes mm-hmm. and we're going to do whatever. And I made him a part of the de- de- right. decorating. Well, think about the sensory issue when it yeah. comes to that. You've got different colors. You've got you're the house change that's always the same. You've got smells. I didn't realize Kobe really used to have full-on meltdowns at he wouldn't go into a craft store or into a, a grocery store. And I found out one of them, the craft store, is because at usually um, August, they started putting those scented pine cones. Yeah. So those scented pine cones were, even to this day, he like he smells them and goes, I put them in my car one year because I knew he was going to, I love the smell. And he, we'd get in the car and he would just melt down and I couldn't figure it out yeah. until one day he was like, mom, that smell, it just freaks me out. I don't like to go in those stores when he started to be able to tell me. Yeah. Um, and he never went into grocery stores because it was way too cold. So it would be, you know, August and 110 degrees out and I had no choice but to take him to the store and I'd have to put him in a parka. And I never understood yeah. why he always had because it was the extremes you've got the smells and the scents so same thing music changes um you know the the sensory all of the the, we might not realize that affect them so much but i think that some people go too far the other way and Mm -hmm. then go so we're not we're not putting a pumpkin we're not doing you know a leaf we're not decorating at all and i think that does a disservice to them too because the rest of the world is giving them the onslaught and i think there's a way to do it in, in a controlled way at home that makes it more joyous and brings you back to this is a holiday and there are things to celebrate right. and I can celebrate them with my kiddo and that's how you build tradition. Right, right. I, I, I know a lot of times around this time of year people will write in and say, but my kid, is my kid ever going to want to, you know, I, I had dreams of us decorating the Christmas tree and that we would pull out the ornament and go, oh, this was grandma's first uh, ornament on her Christmas tree and we'd have all these discussions and Jem, when he was little, didn't want anything to do with that. And I despaired over it. But, you know, we kept doing it, but in a very controlled way. Mm-hmm. I would put most of the ornaments up, but I would have a little bowl that had five ornaments in it that he would put up and we would talk about the ornaments. He was, showed no recognition of understanding what we're saying. But now all these years later, because we did it every year, he does more of the decorating. Right. And he says, is this the one that was Grandma's tree? So I like to encourage people to please celebrate what you can celebrate. Right, right. And if Halloween is not your thing, maybe fall is your thing. Um, but, but to participate in something to lay that groundwork yeah. that it feels And also giving you. them that chance to be included in what yes. you're doing. Yes. So and and like when I found out Kobe didn't like the scent, the scents, I stopped putting the scentsy thing or the you know the scented stuff in the candles and spraying the stuff to make it smell like it. And then we found stuff that maybe he liked. Now he knows when I bake things, he'll come out and go, "Mom, those are the things he likes to smell." Um, but yeah, so he does like. Oh, last night it morph and change. Oh, it morphed last night. I I I saw this like. You know, in the cartoons where you see the body come up and follow the smell, he did that. It was like there was the smell odor and he, his body was going, he was like, what is that? And do I get to eat it? And are you going to take one in or can I have some of that? And so he was so excited to know that he was going to get to have another quiche. That's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. I love that. Because food is love. Sorry. And if that is hard for anybody, but it's true. They, we talk about it all the time that it's, they call it a primary reinforcer. Um, and, and so I think that we, we want to do things that make our kids feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you're really brilliant at that. Definitely check out that recipe and all of her other recipes that she has. Tell them where to go. Small Kitchen Big Flavor on Instagram. So it's at Small Kitchen Big Flavor. There we go. But in terms of following, and then we're almost out of time here, but um, we're going to be doing this show once a month, about this time every month. And so we still will have a Halloween episode, but we're also going to be talking about prepping things. Um, So when we have the Halloween episode next month, we're also going to be talking about prepping ourselves and our home and our kids for the things that are coming around the corner because you need a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. So is there anything for that you can remember that you would um, prep at this time of year for Kobe? Because you just talked about the... um, saying trick-or-treat at the table anything yeah, else that was a big thing that we did was the trick-or-treat that was we i would start literally the first of october and we'd work on it and we'd work on the thank you and you know it, it morphed through the years as he kind of had more ability to go some it was just walking up to a door yeah. and i would say thank you so much and then you know it was what he could do at that time like I said, one year, we did two houses. He got out there and was done. And um, one of the things that we always did was I always brought a wagon with us. I decorated. I went to the Dollar Tree, and I decorated the wagon with all the glow sticks and stuff that they had, put a blanket in the bottom. I put a pillowcase in the bottom of the of the um the wagon as well, because the candy gets really heavy. And he usually had one, you know, little small pumpkin. He would have the pumpkin and I would take that. I would pour the, the candy out into the, into the pillowcase. So he just had that. And kind of a funny thing as people would see and go, oh, honey, you don't have any candy. So they would give him more. <laughs> so we'd end up with all of this candy, which one of the things that you can do with candy is you can donate it to the, um, fire, the fire stations in your community. Yes. We learned that. Um, but, you know, things don't like that. Don't give them all the candy. No. Uh, if you let them have candy, let them have a little. And, you know, we didn't let our son have any candy. I've told them before about that we, in our house, that we had the Lego fairy. Oh, right. And so Jem understood that he was getting these things that were called candy. He didn't know what it was. And before you judge me, everybody in my family is diabetic. The doctor had said that before he ever had a diagnosis of autism. But it also helped, we've discovered, with artificial colors and flavors for him. Um, now he eats candy, but he's the healthiest person I know about candy. Yeah. It's, it's like spooky how healthy he is with candy. He'll have like one piece and he's like, I'm good for a year. Crazy. Uh, I Meanwhile, never... Kobe's got the bag. <laughs> <laughs> but at any, what Kobe's like straight up and yes. down. He can. I... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to go to the All Ghouls Gala. I couldn't hear oh, what yeah. you were saying. Uh, so speaking of Halloween, we have to show you guys, there's a really fun party that's coming up and you're invited if you're going to be in the Los Angeles area, I will say that it's an expensive ticket, but it raises money for autism care today. And Rachel's going to be there. I'm going to be there. And uh, it's possible that Kobe might be there too. We don't know. But anyway, uh, take a look at this. You are invited to a frightfully fun evening at the first annual All Ghouls Gala. (laughs) Eat, drink, and be scary at an exclusive venue in Woodland Hills, California on Saturday, October 29th, 2022. (laughs) Join us, if you dare, from 6 p.m. until death do us party. (laughs) Dressed to kill, devilish prizes will be awarded during a spooktacular costume contest. Uh, 
Tickets to this exclusive event are available now at Eventbrite. But they won't last long, will you? <laughs> Proceeds from the event benefit autism care today. So, get your scare on. <laughs>
because I'm a behind the camera person, not in front of the camera person. And I'm thankful for you go and saying, if we don't need to do the show, we don't need to do the show. And I was like, no, it's okay. I'm just having anxiety. And I'm thankful for you walking me through that. And I'm always thankful for my whole family, which includes you and everybody in my life because I am, I'm not an orphan, but I'm an only child of an only child with an only child. And so that is, it changes life. You, you know, when you don't have siblings and you don't have things like that, your friends become your siblings. That's right. So I'm thankful for you and I'm thankful for your birthday tomorrow. Thank you. I'm thankful for it too. Uh, I, it's, it's one of those birthdays where it's like, oh, that's a scary (laughs) birthday. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, it's so much better than the alternative. Yeah. Uh, so I'll take it. I'll take it. So I have to let you guys know we're at the end of our time, but we've got a big week. Tomorrow, of course, on the show will be our stories from the spectrum. And then next week on Monday, I had all this written down and I, um, let's see if I can remember it. On Monday, we're talking uh, on our, our show, Parent to Parent Show. It's all about overwhelm. What you do when you're overwhelmed, because we've all felt it a time or three, right? And so we want to put some real good things into your backpack for when you're feeling that overwhelmed. Then on Tuesday, we have a very special edition of Ask Dr. Doreen. Austin Butner is going to be with us. This is a very interesting thing. Austin Butner is an American businessman who is a philanthropist and is known for many different things like uh, having a charity that donates eyeglasses to students so that they can make sure that they can see to get their education. But he also was the deputy mayor of Los Angeles, the first ever deputy mayor of Los Angeles. And then he went on to be the publisher of the New York Times. And as if that wasn't enough for him, then he ran for and became the superintendent of Los Angeles Unified School District and was all through the pandemic. And now uh, Austin is going to be talking with us about a new bill that is on the docket for California. And I know for those of you who are like, I don't, I don't, I I think you want to tune in and hear what this man has to say, because you know, as California goes, so the rest of the country goes. And and there's a lot of things on the ballot measures, propositions right now. and, And a lot of them are getting a lot of airplay. This is one that isn't getting as much airplay. That's about arts in the schools. And this is a game changer. For our kids more than anybody else, and we're going to tell you why, that's on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, we have Linda Walder who's going to be with us from the Daniel Jordan Fiddle Foundation. And if you've never heard of it, oh my gosh, uh, an amazing organization that Linda and her husband founded after her son passed away. Mm. And so I love it whenever we get the chance to say, and she named the foundation after him, and they do amazing things for teens and adults on the autism spectrum, helping them to be their own entrepreneurs. They give grants. So you're going to want to tune in to hear her story because she is a, a tour de force. And then on Thursday, we have Let's Talk Movies with Moira Giamatteo and myself And finally, I'm going to get to talk really about Pinocchio because I have lost my mind about this. I love it so hard and I cried so much and I'm still crying about it days later. And I'm just saying, if you have a kiddo that's on the spectrum, you need to be watching this movie and somebody tell me, I feel like it's about being an autism parent and and what our kids go through. I really do. And I'm sure that I I bet you that other people watch it and feel the same way with their kids of, of other special needs, but it was personal to me. I felt like somebody pulled back curtains, looked into my living room and looked into my head and said, I'm going to do this movie with familiar characters to you to explain it to you. I I am touched to the soul 
but I'll talk about it on Thursday. Uh, anyway, so that's all. And then, of course, Stories from the Spectrum on Friday. So that's the week coming up. So uh, we, uh, and when you next see me, I will officially be somebody in her 60s. So there we go. I can't even, I, like, it's like, ugh, I can't even say that. But I'll be in my 60s. But that's better than the alternative. That's so good. we're taking it. Anyway, thank you yes. for being here. Thank you for, for letting me this. be with this you. This was super fun. And uh, we'll, we'll see you all tomorrow. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and, and one for you too. Bye-bye. Bye. If you found anything helpful in this video, please give us a like. In fact, make sure that you smash that subscribe button on YouTube and give us a like on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram for important updates. And please download our free podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. See you next time. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See JDPower.com awards for 2022 details.